0: Welcome to the podcast. Just saying, my name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. We are at episode number 300, and it's a time to talk about the future of work. If you're New to the podcast. I am really excited that you found us. And if you've been here before, I'm really excited that you're back. Again, please share the word. We're trying to help professionals become intentional communicators. Um, in this podcast, obviously, a few years into this now, when you get to round numbers, nice round numbers, like 100, 200, now 300, I'll take a, a moment to pause and to say something slightly different, emphasis slightly, that entirely different. So in episode number 100, I took the time there to do a little Q&A that was in July, the end of July, 2019. So it's episode number 100 episode 200, which was, um, August 10th, of 2021. So two years ago, I really, it was a moment of celebrating, but I started looking back about 15 years in business and here we are time trap time moves forward and it is you know, September of 2023. And we have hit the milestone of number 300 though you may not care and There's a part of me which, you know, 300 is no different than 301 or 299. Um, I do believe in anniversaries and they need in moments to celebrate milestones or milestones, so here's a milestone. And I do want to use it as an opportunity to talk about the future work and time it with something that I've mentioned in previous podcasts, though you may not have heard it. I am writing a third book. And that is a title called Quiet Works making silence the secret ingredient of the work day and it does connect directly back to the book brief and noise and i'm putting my entire heart and head into what's so to speak not said the, the value of silence of not talking and we'll talk about the future of work and and what's at, what's ahead for us we live in very exciting difficult challenging but exciting times and I have the perspective now of looking at this from a, a viewpoint of you know professional communication which is what the podcast's about when i wrote the book brief the book brief is about um the less is more mandate and really you know we live in a, in an era where it, it's easier than ever to communicate people you grab a microphone you know and go for it you have a platform you can talk to everybody anybody all the time and it is a whole new world so that was brief and really the importance of clear and concise communication and the value of that and the relief that it would provide that was in 2014 and then five years later i wrote the book noise living and leading when nobody Can focus and that book was really about the environment that you communicate within and one way of understanding it is if you're not brief you create noise for people you can see that you can feel that in not only in a workplace but just in the world that we live in People are just blah, 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 going on and on and on and you're like, just please stop because it's just noisy for me. I just need, I just need a moment. And then the next part of that journey is quiet works. And in previous episodes, I'm not going to repeat it here because I've had an opportunity where I launched the program and that promise a few years ago, um, quiet works, the insight that led me to really was just taking time every day to lower and manage the noise in my life, my professional life. You know, starting with you know, the obvious one you wake up in the morning The first thing you do is grab your phone you know that's that's a source of noise for a lot of people I don't think that's a good idea but I used to do it I don't do it anymore it helped me and then I started thinking of strategies and I wrote about them in the book noise to to manage the noise in your lives and my line was if you're not managing noise it's probably managing you in one of those strategies that emerged that I was terrible at and to some extent I still am was quiet time you know, taking a moment to pause during the day workday and kind of building in pockets and blocks of time for quiet time alone and that has led me on a journey to really using this and that's the subtitle of the book is making silence the secret ingredient of the workday it's what the, it's what's missing so the last couple of years have been talking about this I would say probably every third episode is somehow is some how related to the book noise and leading up to this book quiet works and all the titles are connected. So let's take advantage of this milestone here to talk about, um, the future of work and I want to break this up into five sections and I'll just give you the five sections and then we'll go through them. Um, each in their own merit. The first section is the world pre and post pandemic. The second section is the nature and volume of information. The third section is the need for speed, the need to talk, talk, talk but really the need to stop, please stop talking. The fourth is where and how we work and finally a different setup for work. So when we're talking about the future of work, I think a place to start is where we were and where we are and where we're going. And a big division point in my mind is the pandemic because the world before the pandemic looks very different than the world after the pandemic why well before the before you know 20 in 2019 and before that certainly I was writing the book noise there's tons of sources of noise so kind of what happened is like I got all this disruptions and distractions and digital devices that was absolutely part of our lives leading up to you know the early part of 2020 and beyond depending on how you want to measure it how long that time lasted but As we may recall, the first thing that happened is there's a lot of noise and then there's this buildup to this moment to the pandemic and then boom, there's just a pause. Everybody just stops. And I did a podcast on that. It was like forcing the world to pause. I think it was called, called. and it was a weird moment for me. It was a weird moment for you. It was difficult. Everybody just sort of stopped moving, stayed and everything shut down. So everything was noisy and then everything got really, really quiet and nobody knew what to do, and then all of a sudden the noise returned, people started working from home, and then it got to the level it was before and worse. And then what happens after that is there's even way more noise, and there's no clarity. Okay, what's gonna happen? And the the, the environment before and after, that's sort of a transition point becomes significant because about the way we work is that that shifted and certainly I'll talk about this in a little while, you know, the, the where and how we work certainly was affected people's fully remote, didn't come back to the office, started coming back to the office, all that. So first thing is pre and post pandemic. It's a different world before and after the second category is the nature and volume of information. Now, if you look at it and you go way back. Um, you know, 20 years, 30 years, I mean, there was, there were sources of information, but the sources of information starts to increase. So the nature of information is it wants it, you know, we want to put it out. So we have limited sources of information and now it becomes limitless sources of information. There's limited times of information. For example, you know, 20, 30 years ago, I'd get in my car. There's not a lot of information I'd maybe put on the radio Um, I get on an airplane, I go on a long trip. There's just sort of dead periods of blockouts. I get home from work. Um, I'm not carrying a, you know, a pager. Then I have a pager, then I have a cell phone and all that. So you look at the nature of information. It starts following me everywhere. It's available anytime, anywhere. Well, it wasn't available anywhere. Now it's almost everywhere. Um, you know, recently I've seen some photographs online at night. And you see these people like, what is this thing? And it's like, you see this line of white and it's a Starlink train. If you've never seen it, Google it. You know, Elon Musk puts up these low earth orbit satellites, which are amazing because it now provides high-speed internet in remote areas. Well, there are thousands of these satellites and you could see them in the night sky and they're, they, they're, they call them Starlink train. You could see them. It's, it's really cool. Some people say it's kind of nighttime clutter, I guess there's different ways of looking at it I have a home it's in a some sort of a rural area in North Carolina and it doesn't have good internet and now I've got a Starlink connection and it was like now I've got high speed internet in this place that's on acreage and it's you couldn't get fiber there or cable if you wanted to it's too expensive so information is now pervasive and in getting more so in getting more so it used to be that being on a plane I was talking to a colleague recently and he's like I love flying because It's, you know, finally, there's this time I could still have, but that if you want to connect, you can almost every plane now, at least in the States has an internet connection. So the nature and volume of information is that it went from some places to everywhere and it doesn't care. And this is the point and respect you. It expects you to answer me now when I knock open the door. That's a big premise of the book noise. The nature of information is it's, it doesn't have concern for you. So it needs to be managed. The third thing is the need for speed. I call it, well, it's the need to talk, the need to communicate, the need to, to communicate and to work means to communicate and connect. That's the, that's the need for all always on go, 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 but it's really the need for, to stop. It's like the analogy of running and doing an interval. Um, if you've done any training and running, you'll run hard and then you'll stop and change the pace. Maybe you'll walk. Um, there's this program I took years ago called couch to 5k. And it's like, you know, when I'm trained to do a 5k, you start, you do like five minutes of walking and then two minutes of running and then five minutes of walking kind of breaks it down. Then next thing you know, you're doing more running than walking, but there's this interval period of, of slowing down. Well, we have a need for speed, but we also have a need for a time to stop. Um, you know, book, the book brief is about communicating less, but at some point there's a need in the modern environment to just stop talking entirely, but people don't work also means time alone. It means time together. Not all people think that it means always to connect and communicate. It's not work also means time alone. Well, that's old, but it's new. We, we, we used to know that my line. I've shared this in the podcast is you can't close a door if you don't have one. We got rid of doors and offices, well, you can't really close it. So you're always on, you can always be interrupted. And and this need for speed to go, go, go is redefining work to the point that work means to communicate and connect and it doesn't. There's there's really a need to stop for time to stop. And then we get into like this where and how we work. And this is the great debate right now. And I think in many cases, I think more in terms of ands versus ors. So if you look at like the the setups right, so you have fully remote, fully at work, and then hybrid, right? So um, one of my daughters works three days in downtown Chicago and two days from home, it's a great setup for her. Other people I know work fully remote. Um, some people I know work fully in the office. And the whole debate is, well, what's gonna happen? Pre-pandemic, people worked in a very specific way. To I wor- I've worked remote before, I've worked hybrid, but I was the rare exception. Now there's big, big chunks of society that not only work remote but don't want to go back to the office in fact resist i heard this story recently which kind of surprised me and alarmed me at the same time the ceo of a very large insurance company mandated all the employees come back to the office and they all collectively said no it was an act of collective not organized insubordination. they just said no they wanted to work remote they, they liked their setup they didn't want to change it so when you look at how that's going to play out I think there's a couple things to think about. One is really specifically the value and threat of connection and disconnection. What do I mean? The value of connection is it's good to be connected, but there's also a threat to be overly connected. There's a, there's a threat of disconnection. I, I'm not connected to my employees, but there's also a value of being disconnected. So there's good parts of being connected and there's good parts of being disconnected. And in that mix is the future of work. When I'm connected there, that needs to be thoughtful and intentional and valuable. And when I'm disconnected, that needs to be thoughtful, valuable, and intentional. And when we get those wrong, where I'm too disconnected or too connected, oftentimes it's designed into like, well, where am I going to work and how am I going to work? Well, it depends. There's not one size that fits all. And finally. We have, we have to figure out what the right mix is and what the balance is. And leading me to the final point of the future of work, which is a different setup. We just need a different setup. We can't go back to the old setup. The new setup is boundaries between areas and places where we connect, communicate. And when we do that, it has to be really good and really clear, concise, and invaluable and, and protected places and set times where we have the ability to work and think alone without fear of disruption, distract and, and distractions, you know, to be an elite communicator means to live the mantra of, I think first, then I talk, then I act in that order. And the future work is that. So that's it. Um, I'm going to be launching the book, but there's going to be a website called quietworksthebook.com. I encourage you to go to it. It gives you a short paragraph of the book. And then there's a little survey that I would love for you to fill out because I'm trying to finish the last few chapters of the book and I need your perspective to answer some questions. Mm-hmm. So my, with hands open, please, please help me go to quietworksthebook.com and, and go to the, fe- the, the surveys called the Future of Work Does Quiet Fit In? Mm-hmm. It could take maybe five to 10, maximum 15 minutes. So that's it, quiet works, it's going to be a published title. It's a program and it's a promise. Trust me, it's all that and more, just saying.